offering himself to us. And yet many of us will, many people will reject him. And God is going to continue to call us to him. And yet those who accept him, he will receive regardless of what we see as his intentions were. We may believe someone else is one of God's people or wasn't designed to be. And they should be rejected for whatever reason. They're not good enough in our, in our minds, but the Lord knows them. And, and because they accept the Lord, they are forgiven. Hello there, and welcome back to Study with Friends. I'm Paige, and we're delighted that you joined us as we open God's Word not only to learn, but become more like Jesus. We're currently in the middle of a multi-part series on Holy Week. As always, you can find the homework or any part of this series on our website, studywithfriends.org. Now let's begin today's study. Jesus comes through and he clears out the temple because they're not submitting to him, right? So what it, who, how were they not submitting to him? And again, what was he looking for? What did he want to see in the temple? You remember he calls it a house of robber, mm-hmm. den of robbers, mm-hmm. and he wants it to be a house of prayer. So what were they doing that was lacking submission to God? Um, well, it even says um, that they turned it into a, a place of commerce. Mm-hmm. They turned it into something that it wasn't. Yeah. But, um, and so, he, again, speaking to our lives, you can't fake certain things, mm-hmm. you know. And we all know folks who do that. And you know them well enough to know they're faking, mm. <laughs> you know. But um, what a gross misrepresentation of who Christ is if you are holding yourself out to be this person and you're not. Yeah. Um, that's a, you can lead people astray that way. You can really do damage that way. And so that's like, that's what that whole temple scene Mm -hmm. seems to be screaming, like no faking it. This is supposed to be the temple. And it was there. I don't remember another time when Christ did something like that. Mm -hmm. Did he? Not in my recollection. Mm -hmm. So I said, wow. This must be serious stuff if he was flipping tables over. I mean, I think the big thing is that they were seeking to profit off of the Lord as opposed to glorify the Lord and uplift the Lord and bring others to him. They were really just out for themselves and and we're not here to do that, to just gain for ourselves or for our society. Mm -hmm. We're here Mm -hmm. to lead people to Christ and walk with them on that journey. Right. So after this, we're going to segue into our next day because after this, he leaves the temple. And now we're coming into Monday in our reading and we're looking at the fig tree. Mm. So we come upon this. He comes upon the fig tree with his disciples. And he sees that the fig tree is not bearing fruit. Mm. Mm -hmm. So how do the fig tree and the cleansing of the temple connect? How are those things connected? They're both fake. Mm. Uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's 
straight into the point. Yeah, it was honest. Straight into the point, which I think is fantastic. It's like a mic drop. Right. Yeah, that's it. Hear a little silence after that. It was a good one. Right. And we can totally relate to that because yeah. in this society where we're living right now, there's so much of that happening, right? We, we want to put our best foot forward. We want to put the beautiful person on screen. Uh, we want to put our, our most fictitious life on Facebook so everyone goes, <laughs> wow, she's in the Bahamas. Look how amazing that looks over I there, right? <laughs> you know, and, and bringing out a little bit of uh, like jealousy in other people. And so, but that's not the heart of what he's looking for. Right. And so I think that's just a great statement just to say, how was the fig tree being fake? He approached it for one reason, for fruit, mm. which it appeared to have, right? And then he lifts it up and it's like, no fruit, nothing there. So it was fake. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't doing what it was designed to do. Right. What it was intended to do. Right. So what was so you said what was at the heart of both images and you would just say that they're fake. How does our heart? How does your heart look compared to your beautiful outward appearance? Uh, somebody else. <laughs> Let me start off by saying well, thank you for saying my outward appearance. Is I know, right? Oh my God. Okay, looks good today. Looking good. Best foot forward. I think it's a reflective question, and that question can probably be answered differently on any given day because on some days, yeah, my heart really does reflect my outward appearance, and I am worshiping and I am praying and seeking counsel and I'm really following the Lord and I'm and I'm giving my best effort and then other days I'm a hot mess mm, internally mm. regardless <laughs> what I look like externally I'm a hot mess I'm angry I'm, I'm not forgiving um, and I'm not showing really any fruits of the spirit and on those days I think it's like the most important to say wait this is not who mm. God really wanted me to be or and how I'm supposed to be acting I, I need to Stop, take a minute, go pray, go read a scripture, put on some music. Mm. I need to do something mm. to, to get myself back in focus to be who God intended me to be and give myself that reminder. So I love that you said that. I'm a hot mess all the time. <laughs> and I think the more that you get to know Jesus, the more that you recognize like how how much of a hot mess you really are and how much you really need Jesus. And, you know, reading a lot of this information and how, um, you know, when the disciples are saying things, we, we're, we'll be with you, we're with you. And then they turn on them. Like, I, th I think, how could they do that? But mm. the truth is, I... I'd probably do the same thing mm. so that I don't die. And yet I know so much that um, you would think that that wouldn't happen. Yeah. But in my mind, yeah, my my insides are a work, yeah. a work in progress every single day. One of the things I'm, I'm, I say often now when my husband and I read scripture together, hindsight is twenty twenty. Like it's so easy for us to look at this mm -hmm. and say, how could he? Yeah. Right. It's easiest for us to look at someone else and say, how could they? Um, even this this minor thing of what heart, what looks like on the outside, on the inside. Anyone who's watching right now would probably see a very calm demeanor, and yet for me, and yet inside, 
again, I bring up that today's my first teaching and leading um, on camera or on video or on mic or audio. So inside I'm in turmoil because not only do I wanna sound good on the outside, look good on the outside, but I want to make sure that others are connected to God. So this is a big responsibility and it's something I feel really passionate for. And so it's like churning me up on the inside. So when you see this where I'm like calm and nothing's bouncing or shaking, on the inside everything is. So it's even something as minor as that, that uh, what we see isn't always what's going on. Yeah. And I think it's a, it's a great practical picture of the fig tree where he looks right at it and he says, that's not, because he knows what's on the inside. He always knows. He knows what's going on inside of you. He knows what's going on inside of you, you. And right now he knows what's going on inside of me. And so, and he says, I'm here for you. Like reach out to me. Don't lean on your own understanding. Don't be your own king. Going back to last time, right? Don't be your own king, but let me be the king for you. Let me rule and lead you. Mm. And so I just love that there's a different picture. Right, and that's true for all of us. And so to have no fear sometimes in stating those things, because that's really true for all of us. And Jan, I didn't give you a chance to respond, so. No, I was just going to ditto what they said and and note that um, it says something about your heart that you can say that out loud, that Mm -hmm. I'm a hot mess, I fall short, and yeah, sometimes what you see on the outside is not what's on the inside, but there's a knowing that um, you can do better. And that's that's huge. That, you know, because you're still flesh. So, And that transitions into, wonderfully, into where he says your faith can move a mountain. Mm. So he says it right after this. And what is that idea mean to you how does faith to move a mountain how does that connect to you and then how does that connect to the withering tree to the fig tree hmm. that's good um the fig tree like christ he he looked at the fig tree and he knew the dna of the fig tree like he knew you should be producing figs and so Likewise, does he look at us and our DNA, right? Once you were saved, there are things that should flow from that. You should serve. You should worship. You should, you know, evangelize. You should whatever it is you're, you're led to. Um, I can feel myself drifting off the point. Anyway, having the faith to move mountains is believing what Christ said you were. He said, if you have the faith, if you believe it, if you, if you ask for it and you believe it, you can do it. So if you believe him, then you can do it. Mm-hmm. That makes any sense, yeah. doesn't it? Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, it makes sense. I yeah. felt myself like out in the no. waters there for a minute. <laughs> I think what you were saying, is like, that too. That you were saying that the Lord tells us if we will trust in him and we'll have faith in that trust in him, that we have power through him. 
That's it. it. Okay. Yes, that's it. That's exactly I felt myself it. going yeah. way yeah. left. Yeah. Exactly it. I think that's yes. what I wanted this. Yes, time. that's it. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, and that's a great connection with the internal and external as well. So if you we have this internal thing and we have faith that he can, right, do miracles and we have faith that he can do all these things, we put our faith in him and he can produce that in us to where the outward or the inward maybe looks more like the outward, right? We're not just clamping down, mm-hmm. right, on the inward and hiding it. Mm-hmm. We're bringing it to the surface, giving it to him and letting him move the mountain. Mm. Right, which the internal is a big mountain, at least in my case. Right, the internal, right? You're like, I'm a hot mess. Yes. The internal's a big mountain. Yes. Yeah. And, and he has the faith to change that all internally, as long as we hand it over to him. So. You know, not to move off the subject, I want, while you're talking, I'm thinking, is this the same power, this faith, as the resurrection power that Paul talks about? Remind me of the resurrection power that Paul talks about. When he says, um, when he talks about the, the power to, I can't, I can't quote it for you, the resurrection power to know Christ and the power of his resurrection. I, I'm pulling that out of something, but I can't tell you what it was connected <laughs> to. And every time I read it, like a, a chill runs yeah. me, like, like the same power that God mm-hmm. used to resurrect yes. him lives in you. Yes. Mm-hmm. And so, and that's the kind of stuff that makes you go, oh my. So is that what we're talking about mm-hmm. now, I guess is what I'm asking. Yeah. That faith that can move yeah. mountains. Yeah, I would say yes. Yeah, I'd say yes too. Yeah. I think, Amy, are you doing our next reading? <gasps> I think Matthew yeah. 22, one through 14. I am. Matthew 22, 1 to 14. And again, Jesus spoke to them in parables, saying, The kingdom of heaven may be compared to a king who gave a wedding feast for his son and sent his servants to call those who were invited to the wedding feast, but they would not come. Again, he sent other servants, saying, Tell those who are invited, See, I have prepared my dinner. My oxen and my fat calves have been slaughtered, and everything is ready. Come to the wedding feast. But they paid no attention and went off, one to his farm, another to his business, while the rest seized his servants, treated them shamefully, and killed them. The king was angry, and he sent his troops and destroyed those murderers and burned their city. Then he said to his servants, The wedding feast is ready. But those invited were not worthy. Go, therefore, to the main roads and invite to the wedding feast as many as you find. And those servants went out into the roads and gathered all whom they found, both bad and good. So the wedding hall was filled with guests. But when the king came in to look at the guests, he saw there a man who had no wedding garment. And he said to him, Friend, how did you get in here without a wedding garment? And he was speechless. Then the king said to the attendants, Bind him hand and foot and cast him into the outer darkness. In that place there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. For many are called, but few are chosen. That is Matthew 22, 1 to 14. Thank you. All right, so I love to set a scene. So where is Jesus at this point? 
This is after the fig tree. Mm. Does anyone know where he's headed? Mm. So he's in the temple. He's in the temple and he's talking to Jewish believers. Yep. And so he is in there talking to them. And so he tells them the story. And so sometimes I think it has more power one way or the other, right? Knowing who he's speaking to. And it, so now we know, right? Most of the people who are listening are Jewish believers. And so when he talks about this story, who was invited to the, who was originally invited to the wedding? Just the, the Israel, his chosen people. Yeah. Or, or who they understood were the chosen people at that time. And what'd they do? Rejected. Yeah. Turn their back. Yep. And so of course, who do they represent? Which you would say they represented the people of Israel. And then, so what does it mean? What's the entire parable then mean? And how does it connect to us? That God is offering himself to us. And yet many of us will, many people will reject him. Um, and God is going to continue to call us to him and yet those who accept him, he will receive regardless of what we see as his intentions were. We may believe someone else was one of God's people or wasn't designed to be, and they should be rejected for whatever reason. They're not good enough in our, in our minds, but the Lord knows them, and, and because they accept the Lord, they are forgiven. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah, that's a great connection right. to your heart. So I love, mm -hmm. I love how you connected it to how you then would look at other people. And so anyone else have, have anything? You good about the parable? Okay. Go ahead. No, that's, I know, Jan, I love to hear it. Go ahead. The, um, the slaves who were mistreated mm -hmm. and killed in that did you read? Mm -hmm. yeah. Yes. Um, what are the prophets? Were they talking about the prophets there? They could be talking. Yeah, I would say they were talking about the prophets. Yeah, So because he sent those out. Right. Right. Just like God sent them the out. Prophets. Yeah. And then the last one, the one who came in and wasn't dressed appropriately. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And was thrown. Mm -hmm. Is that another faker? Mm. What do you guys think? Potentially. Be potentially. Possibly Judas being bound in. Judas, who, so possibly, and I don't want to negate that for sure, yeah, because, I, but Judas was, yeah. was a follower, and this was one of the people who came in afterwards mm -hmm. and yet wasn't dressed. Who said... I want to be one of you. Yeah. But he wasn't. Another faker. Yeah. 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 Right. He didn't come to the wedding dressed for a wedding. With the heart, with the right, right. heart. Right. Yeah. He wasn't clothed. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it's definitely a warning. Right. Yeah. yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. Because he's inviting us, right? Yes. So he's saying, you're not so bad that I don't invite you and want you to come. And yet, when you come, 
I have an expectation for you, right? There's a certain way I desire for you to come to my wedding, right? And so he has this desire and this expectation for us, which again goes back to surrendering to him, right? Giving him what he wants of us and not doing it our own way. And there's spirit, he always pulls, and this is what I love, this is my passion for scripture, is that it all connects, right? Each point goes along with a different point. He always yeah. makes it make sense to us, even if it's confusing at the time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But he always draws it back, and he always draws it back to him, what he wants for us and how right. he loves us. Because he both says, I give this to you as a gift. Right, right. And yet, I have demands. Right. Which is a frequently missed point. Mm-hmm. Because we, we frequently say, like, right, we, we know you're a sinner, and it's okay. Yeah. Come to Jesus as that sinful self. But it doesn't mean you get to stay there in that point. Like right. that's where the right. expectation right. comes in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you were a sinner. We all are, mm-hmm. and you're and you're going to continue to be one. But you need yes. to start to bear the fruit mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. move towards being more like Jesus. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and that's good. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's a good thing. We don't want to stay in our. Mm-hmm. Although sometimes maybe we do. But <laughs> I was going to say that's part of the Sometimes as. <laughs> As I think about and delve on the truth of it is sometimes we yeah. do. And Kicking and screaming. Yeah. Sometimes he has to drag us. And sometimes he offers it to us and says, take that step. I need you to step out. On faith. And on faith <laughs> and come in the right clothing. So I just, he, yeah, he presents himself in so many ways to us. And that's great. Because he is awesome and holy. Thanks again for joining us in our study today. We hope that you've found some great truths to apply to your life and some encouragement as you walk with Jesus. We here at Study with Friends are modeled more like a small group and want to encourage you to continue your growth through the local church. If you don't have a church home, we encourage you to find one where the Bible is taught in every situation. Study with Friends is a completely donor-supported ministry. And if we have blessed you, would you consider donating to us? Monthly partnerships are particularly helpful, but no amount is too small. We'd also love to stay connected. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. You can stream us on the go wherever you are with Spotify, iTunes, or Stitcher. And now you can watch the ladies on YouTube. If all that's a bit too much for you, feel free to email us. You can find our email on our website, studywithfriends.org. We have plenty of other resources that are all free to you when you go there. We hope you have a great week. And we'll see you next time when we study with friends.